What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Man, I am feeling so much better than, than this weekend when we recorded this podcast. You'll hear my voice and be like, what the fuck? Who is that guy? Anyway, uh, I had a lot of fun and very cathartic this week. Two reasons. Number one, the Great America Beer Festival announced their winners, and we go over those winners, and we have a fun time doing so. Secondly, I get some shit off my chest about Irene's tap room that it, it was about a year and a half in the making. And I feel so much better now. And it's time to take out the trash. That's all I got to say. All right. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. And then what else? Oh, yeah. You can also email us at G. You can email us at, at gmail.com, coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. You can spell it either way, the old way, if you remember the old way, have you been around that long? And the new way, just look on your podcast app, and that is the new way. All one word, coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us, as some of y'all know, is on Instagram, because I'm on there all the time. All right, so without further ado, it's time. For another cold brew. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got the beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we the fly. Barely pay our rent. Because all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel eight styles Ooh. and barley wine. Talk about anything, anything and again. Right. We do what we want, cause we're cold brew. We're cold brew, baby. Coming at your pre-recorder from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. You notice I got uh, my little Barry White going on. Yeah, I was gonna say you. You almost sound like a Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> Little nasally, very bassy. I uh, I got <laughs> sometimes I think that's the way I sound to my daughter because she doesn't listen. Oh. <laughs> All kids are like that. You you right now your your, uh, your yeah. child still listens. Right. It's almost like that. It reminds me of white man can't jump. Like I can hear Jiminy or I Jiminy. I can hear Jimmy or are you you know? Are you listening or right. can you hear? Right. It's almost like that. They only hear what they want to hear. In fact, she had her a wellness check and her hearing is perfect. So we know it's not her hearing why she ignores us. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I got a little uh, congestion, sinus congestion. That's about it. Luckily, you know, I, I made sure I didn't have any of the other COVID symptoms. And I blame my daughter because she went back to school and she got sick. And uh, she had a lot worse than me, though. So I... Yeah, that's the one thing about kids going to school, man. They they they'll, they'll get you sick. It's a little yeah, too much out there. Uh, oh, you know I, that. Uh, I get it. The comic cold comes through, but the, now there's a chance that you know COVID's coming through, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, soapbox this or nothing. Just yeah, life's a risk, right? 
<laughs> La Suris Carnal. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the beer, shall we? Because we got a big show um, with the GABF announcing their winners this past week. We're going to get to that a um, little bit later. So let's get to our beer, shall we? And the BAMF. <laughs> well, that's your award. That's you. That's what oh, you are. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I know. Did you go to, did oh you, my god! Did you go to college for that, or did, were that just? I'm gonna, were you born that I'm way? Gonna copyright, I'm gonna copyright that now. That's gonna be our parody awards. The <laughs> Oh, that'll be our our next week when we hand out the winners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right, I love it. That's the BAMF awards. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But now, so I have in front of me from our good friends up in Chico, California. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. I have their Trip in the Woods Barrel Age Series Narwhal. It's a stout aged in bourbon barrels with red and black currants added. Now we all know Narwhal is their badass stout. And this is the Barrel Age. Trip in the Woods. They did like three of them. I, it, hey, real quick. Time yeah. Sidebar. Did you know that Sierra Nevada has like a regular stout that's not Narwhal? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was like one of their first beers. Yeah, that's right. But I, I've never had that. Oh yeah, I, I did. It's, it's 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 a it's a really good stout. I mean, it's it's fantastic. It, I don't think it gets enough love because of all the other stuff. They they're known for hops, you know. Oh yeah. Let me see here. Trip in the woods. Yeah, there was a few of them. There was the maple scotch, the beer they guard. They had a tequila barrel age otra vez. But this, uh, the Bigfoot, that's the one I remember, the vintage Bigfoot and the the rum barrel aged um, quad. Those are the three that came out when this one was out. And I, I, there's no born on date on this. I know I got it at, at the very um, soonest, like two years ago, but I could have bought it like three or four years ago. I know I bought it when I came out here. I didn't buy it in California. So I'm guessing this is like three or four years old. And I was hoping there was a date. I guess this is a good lesson in you should uh, have like a spreadsheet on your <laughs> on your cellar just so you know when you bought something. But whatever. I'm going to pop it open anyway. It is 9.8% uh, alcohol by volume. And this is a one pint, 9.4 fluid ounce. That's like 500 milliliters, right? I think so. Anyway, eh, whatever the case might be, it's a big bottle. It's got a champagne cork on it. So, you lousy cork suckers. Oh man, maybe I should have done it before. And I had taken this out of the fridge a little while ago, so it kind of warmed up. It warmed up a little bit too much, so I, then I put it back in the freezer. But then it was frozen, so then I put it in the microwave, and it started boiling. And now it's, I think it's, uh, and then I cooled it down again with the, you know, that chill trick. <laughs> so I think it's perfect now. Anyway, here we go. Alright, what do you got? I have from our good friends at Ultimate Beer Work. Ooh. They're hella rad hells. As you can guess by the name. <laughs> it's a traditional light German style lager. Light on the malt and light on the hops keeps this beer nice and crispy. It has a malt presence without being malty and a hot presence without being hot. 5.2% AB. I, I, I so love I like these. this too because, yeah. uh, well, two things. 
Uh, number one says Hella, which is like you know the Bay Area word. Big time and, California. Uh, and, yeah, and then Rad um, from in the the font is like Rad. Remember that old school eighties uh, BMX movie? Yeah, Rad Rad the movie, and I have a little tidbit on that in a little bit, and that I'll share with you in a while. Was it Crew Jones and Bart Taylor? That is correct. Um, Ooh. Starring uh, well, one of the uh, the bigger the. The three biggest uh, stars in that was Lori Laughlin, Talia Shire, and Ray Walston, as you very well know. All right, hold on, Papa. Wasn't there like a song? There was two really good songs that came out of there. There was the uh, "Send Me an Angel." Oh, that's right. And that was during the prom scene, and then there was uh, "Thunder in Your Heart." And that's uh, that was the like the uh, the finale. Uh... Climax no, no, that, that was the uh, the qualifying race. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that was a better song that they used in the. Uh, but you know what? In the in the finale though, they didn't really use a the song. They had a soundtrack in the background, but it was most mostly the announcer uh, giving oh, you a play true. by play. Yeah. Real quick, "Semi Angel" was that like a song before even the movie, or was that movie, or was that movie part of, or that song part of the movie soundtrack? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, oh, okay. I, I really love that song, but I couldn't tell you which came first. <laughs> or if it was a, you know because of the movie but let me tell you something real quick about Rad Racing because I love this movie and this was like three or four years ago I was here in Arizona at the time and I wanted to see the movie and it wasn't streaming anywhere nobody had it and so I found this website that offered a DVD it was a burn DVD from v- VHS to DVD burn so the yeah. quality isn't great but the movie's there and it was like 10 bucks and it was legal because no one had legal copyright to the movie. <laughs> Shit. So this guy was able to do so. He even wrote on there, he's like, uh, like in the description, if anyone has legal rights to this, let me know and I'll take this down. And so, and he had a bunch of movies that were like that, not just Rad Racing, but that's the only, or not, it's not called Rad Racing, that was the uh, the crew in the uh, in the movie. Not just Rad right. the movie, but a couple years, no, like a year ago, I'm on Amazon um, Prime Movies, and it's yeah. there. Oh. So you and then I bought it again. I had like fourteen ninety nine because way better quality and now I can stream it anytime I want through Amazon. Wait, you mean last time I was at your house I could have watched it and you put it on? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> well we can watch it. <laughs> we okay. can watch it next time. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I was gonna uh, offer to send you the D V D but you could just fucking stream it yourself now. Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a really it's a total '80s movie, you know. Don't expect a lot of uh, a lot of production value, but it was more nostalgia than anything. Yeah. All right. Um, how's the beer? I'm just taking a few sips. I, I get what they're saying, dude. It's uh, definitely lager style beer, and it's uh, you know it's very balanced. All right. Nice. So, in uh, layman's terms, it tastes like beer. <laughs> well, it's a hell's lager. It's a nice light style lager. As long as it's clean and crisp, I mean, that's all you can really expect or hope for. All right, my trip in the woods. Um, hey, real quick, dude. Yes. Like, you do sound sick. You know what I mean? Oh, I like, do? Are you, are, are you like, like, parlaying this into, like, COVID time off and, well, I got to <laughs> wait for testing and all that stuff? I should. No, but I'm, I, I do. I think you should. Like, because by the time the show drops... I mean, uh, you'll be back at work, so, you know, you can get, like, a week off, too. <laughs> no, I'm fine, man. I, I, seriously, okay. I don't feel sick. I just sound sick. All right. Uh, let me see here. 
trip in the woods. Oh, hey, yeah. real quick. Yesterday we had lightning. <laughs> we had lightning in the barrier. Oh no shit. Yeah, that never it happens. The, it was in the East Bay, okay. but uh, yeah, I was just, was just driving to work. It was, it was still dark and like yeah, lightning lit up the sky. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's the apocalypse. Yeah. We got hurricanes in New York and lightning in the barrier. What the hell's going on? All right, can I get to my trip in the woods or you get something else real quick? No, Okay. Uh, so this trip in the woods, barrel age, it is... Hey, but everyone thought I was again. <laughs> <laughs> like those two brothers in the fucking... Uh, oh, in that so documentary, I, uh, so what's it called? <laughs> what was it called? The, the Untold... Crime yeah, Crime and Penalties, that's right. <laughs> On Netflix. Oh, we talked about it a little bit last time. Right. Well, um, I we, I told you to watch it, but you haven't seen it since. Uh, oh, yeah, I I didn't watch it. I thought I did. I had. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. I watched, well, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it during our shenanigans. Uh, trip in the woods. Uh, you know, this is. It smells really good, and you sip it. And there's not a lot of alcohol burning. It's nice, and super mellow. But there is a. I wouldn't call it sour. Maybe just a tang to it. It must be from the currants. Because it, it tastes it tastes kind of like a, a like a berry tang, you know, like when you bite into like a like a blackberry. Yeah. It's sweet, but at the same time, it's got like a little tang to it. If it's like really nice and crisp, it's got that type of tang to it. So, and that, that's at the very finish. It's not throughout the whole thing. So this is pretty good at nine point four. I think it's a, I don't know. Maybe they could have aged it a little bit more. I'm not getting a lot of the of the barrel. But maybe that'll come over time as it opens up. Maybe I chilled it too much with the chilling trick. No, I get that. But it's really good. I like it. All right, so we will rate these later on our untapped portion of the show. Just uh, search for us on untapped cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But now it's time for the Great American Beer Festival review. So as everybody knows, the Great American Beer Festival is the marquee event every year. And brewers from all over this great nation of ours send their beer to Colorado to be scrutinized and judged and ranked. And we have a list of the winners. Now, I'm just going to go over real quick. I was going to do California first because the great state of California has got plenty of winners. But Arizona is, is really quick. They only have three. They're all silver medals this year. And the first one is by Oso Brewery out of Gilbert, Arizona for the beer called Sudoku. It's, a, it's in the herb and spice beer category. I looked this up and it's actually a Japanese lager. And it is spiced. They got some ginger in it. That's why I guess uh, they got uh, in the spiced category. But it's Lice Crisp Rice Lager brewed with jasmine rice, lemongrass, fresh ginger, and jasmine monkey king green tea from Infusion in Tempe, Arizona. So they got a lot of uh, Japanese stuff going on in there. Yeah. Real quick, with the, at the risk of sounding corny, I mean, you know, if he's beer is kind of like. Because essentially it's liquid bread, right? Right, yeah. So so it is a great, great foundation for some, to spice when you think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just throwing that in there. So yeah, if you do the right spice, you could uh, get a lot of good flavor going on. And uh, not just 
over like even like settle you know just spice give it that little kick it it could uh you know it, it could be the the quote-unquote fifth ingredient in, in a beer you know what I mean? right and if done it, right like for me if a little bit too much then you're 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 you for me you ruin the beer right but that's just my taste in fact i was talking with my buddy matt hines um from bis brewing on instagram he uh i was asking him about about chili and beer and I guess or spice and beer well I was asking about chili not spice but chili is a spice and I guess he said it's it's really easy to over spice with chili because you kind of when you're brewing you kind of want to make sure it's got the flavor but then so you you might add a little bit more than than you need to and then you kill it right there a lot lot of people like the like the kick anyway I just I'm one of those who don't that's all it is it's all it's all taste all right, next on the list is by Desert Monks Brewing Company. This is the first I've heard of Desert Monks, to be honest. They're out of Gilbert, Arizona, and they won for their pumpkin beer, the Ale Wife's Pumpkin Pie Martzen. So most pumpkin beers that I know are, are like stouts or porters, right? This one is a Martzen uh, pumpkin beer. You know, I could see that because... Uh Martin's uh, hot forward got that malty and you could get sweetness with it, so you mm-hmm. get like the right uh, malty sweetness and just add the the pump the pumpkin to complement. I, I can see that working. Yeah, and the spices. Well, with the pumpkin yeah. pie, I'm guessing they also have the uh, the maybe the graham and the vanilla in there too, the cream. Yeah, the cream, and, and you get a can of Cool Whip with the six pack and <laughs> or like uh, me and our cousin Sal Dirt like to put uh, whipped cream or Cool Whip. With a uh, with some cherries on top. You know who likes that is uh is the engineer. Oh, she does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the the, the good old Comstock cherry com uh, uh filling whatever. Yeah. The, the the pie filling. The cherry pie filling. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sure about that. No, I, I love it, man. I don't know how I discovered it one year. I'm not saying that I'm the one who invented it, but I remember to. I, I never heard that that before. I just had a bunch <laughs> yeah. of stuff in the fridge and threw it all on <laughs> yeah. top of each other. <laughs> yeah. You had three joints before, and you know you're. <laughs> no, two joints. Oh, okay. Two joints so before. Pull back the curtain. <laughs> and two joints after. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Finally, follow us for more holiday yeah. recipes at Coffee. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm never going to get through this list. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. The third one, the third final one on the Arizona list is Pump House Porter by Lumberyard Brewing Company. I've had this one before. It's a robust-style porter. And I'm not a big porter fan, but it is one of their mainstays in their lineup. It's not like a seasonal or, you know, you have to wait every once in a while for it to come out. They always have this one out there. So it is good. Um, Let me go back to, let's go to our great state of California. There's so many of them on here. Let me see. Is there a count? There are now. There's no count on this website. I thought they had to give me a count, like when you search for. Anyway, there's a lot. There's like uh, there's got to be over fifty of them. Uh, some of the more notable ones, like some of the breweries that are friends of the show. I know Hop Dogma out there in Half Moon Bay. They won for their coffee stout. Um, it's called Venti is large. And have you have you had that one? Cause I know you guys stopped. I, you and the engineer stopped there one time, right? Like a couple months ago. What? What's the brewery? 
Uh, Hop Dogma. Yeah, yeah, Ventius Large. I, I go, I know that name. I know that name. And I, I sorry. Yeah. I was, uh, truth be told, I was, I was reading uh, our next story. Okay. But no, yeah, yeah. Ventius Large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that was, that was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, there's some story about that trip I don't care to disclose on the show. Not that, <laughs> not, not that it's, uh, it's, it's bad or anything. Just, it, it just, uh, it's a sentimental story. Long story short. Oh, okay. So, I thought maybe you uh, yeah. stepped in some poo or some. Oh no 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 no. Someone died. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, during the pandemic when uh, California was uh, at the whole edge of open slash closed, so it, it was weird. But uh, we 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 went out to Half Moon Bay that day just to you know hang out and uh, to get out and, of the house. Shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. That's a nice little trip. So, that's a that's a re- really great trip from uh, where we live in the South Bay. Little, nice little so day trip. All right, a uh, um, couple more notables. Um, Figaro Mountain Brewing Company out of uh, Buellton and Westlake Village. They won a few. Um, one was for their um, American Amber Lager Meat Sweats. <laughs> I like that one. And uh, Davy Brown Ale. I remember we had that on the show. Yeah, I think it was you who had it a long time ago. From where? I'm sorry. Figaro Mountain. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, they, they, they won a couple. They always seem to win something every year. And they also won um, for their German dark lager, Schwartz is the New Black. And I think they won for that last year, if, uh, if memory serves. I'm not going to look it up. You guys, y'all could look it up out there. I'm worried about this one. But one of the ones I wanted to get to was um, Bear Bottle Brewing out of San Francisco. They have a, a tap room in Santa Clara now. They won a gold yeah. for their... Juicy for the juicy or hazy imperial pale ale category for their cryochemistry. So good shit for them, man. Fucking A. Oh, and most notably from your Strike Brewing Company for their stout big wall, they won a gold. Really? Yeah. Never know. Fucking A, right? Right. Good for them, man. And, uh, oh, shit, Figaro Mountain, uh, one for a Vienna style lager for their Danish red lager. Empire Stone Walker went for a sweet stout or cream stout. Uh, they got a bronze for their nitro Merlin milk stout. There's a bunch of other California brewing. Uh, um, I am skipping so many because there were so many styles with so many categories, new categories, old categories. The, the, the list goes on and on from every state. Um, thank you to everyone who participates because this is how we learn about new breweries. This is how I learn about new breweries that are not in my periphery. I learned a lot about from uh, from Instagram. Like I noticed, a lot of our people that we follow and that follow us, they post their you know the picture of their their crew after they learn that they won because they work you know they work a lot. Of, um, they work a lot at brewing beer for us, and it's very tiring, very taxing on the body at point, at times, and tedious when, when it comes to the cleanup and to turn out the quality that they do all the time. It takes a lot of hard work, and it's nice when you submit something and it pays off. Oh, definitely. In, in this style, you know, the, the real big payoff, I mean, if you if you want to take a Belichickian approach to it, it's not the awards. It's the... Uh, it's it's really about putting in the work and having your the people appreciate um you know by buying your beer like so 
It's like, oh yeah, those, those words are nice, but uh, you know, we're over here making money over hand and fist because our beers are selling to our customers. Yeah, you know, too. Like another thing too, and just thinking about it, it's like the, the, there's a lot of craft breweries out there. There's a lot of breweries out there. There's a lot of yeah. uh, contests and, and winners and stuff like that. However, um, this one does seem to be the Super Bowl. So yes. it's like, you know, you do enter and there's a better chance you're not going to win than you are. So if you don't win, it's just kind of like that determination. Like, that. what, what are you going to do? Are you going to, um, are you just going to, you know, sit back or is it going to drive you to, to get to that category too? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I just throw it out there. Big Wall's been out for a while. And yeah, it, it's a nice beer. So, I mean, I'm just thinking... I, that's great that they were able to get you know that they were able to win you know so, yeah they may have have submitted before like why this year out of all the years right yeah yeah exactly or right, then you know is is big ball now a little tweak compared to when they first made it too so right. it's in like again again you don't just go and copy clone a beer just what, what your uh, offering is and what you think is good I mean we'll work uh, in when it lines up that's that's great, you know, for right. everyone. And, and, and then, too, even, uh, you know, the, the guys who won last year and didn't win this year, uh, it kind of, uh, it's that whole competition. Like, like, all right, let's keep it going. What, what do I got to do to get back there? You know what I mean? Right. Like when I was at talking. Least I hope that, I, at least I, I hope that a lot of these uh, these attitudes are for take, or, or, or where it's at. Where I don't want, like, oh, it's fixed because they don't want us to win it. Like, I, I hope that, <laughs> I hope it's not bitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hope they're not bitter. Well, also, you know, kind of like to the point where you were talking about Strike had this big wall stout for, you know, years and it finally won something. Yeah. Um, Allagash Brewing Company won uh, silver for their white. Oh, geez. <laughs> Talk about an industry standard. <laughs> right, exactly. It's yeah. everywhere. Everyone knows it. Everyone likes it. Everyone who tries it. In that, that case, <laughs> yeah. who's schooling them on that they're losing the Allagash white? <laughs> how come they didn't pay them enough because they only won silver? Right. But anyway, so yeah, that was that's kind of like um, what you're talking about. And um, hats off to all these uh, breweries again. Um, very proud of them. And next week, we are going to have our second annual, um, our favorite names from the winners. So, you know, I want some of our listeners to uh, DM me on Instagram. Uh, just throw some out there that maybe you've seen that you kind of liked. Um, and give me your opinion. Maybe it might sway me. I already have... A couple that are just fucking phenomenal. I just I love them already. So uh, you're gonna um, you're gonna like this. This is and now it's we have a uh, an award title. It's the BAMF uh, Awards. Right. So next week will be our BAMF Awards for the best names for the from the winners of the GABF ca- um, competition. Real quick right. before you get to your uh, your list i have a couple more um they have they also announced the uh, the champion brewers so like the breweries that they announced like the brewery group and brewer of the year was metazoa brewing company out of indianapolis arizona the fifteen thousand and one to one hundred thousand barrels was allagash the five thousand and one to fifteen thousand barrels was sudwork brewing out of davis california the 20, uh, 2001 to 5,000 barrels um, category was won by Short Fuse Brewing out of Schiller Park, Illinois. 
The 1,001 to 2,000 barrels category was Cloudburst Brewing out of Seattle, Washington. They won a couple uh, medals too, and I think for me they they most stand out because of the what two three years ago when they were still in person. One of the one of the the guys I don't know if it was a brewer or an owner. He walked up on stage to receive their medal, and he pulled up his shirt or he opened his shirt and said, and he had a shirt underneath that said "Fuck ABN Beth." Uh, let me see here. In the 501 to 1,000 barrels category, Moontown Brewing out of Whitestown, Indiana. And two more categories. 251 to 500 barrels category, Maine and Six Brewing out of Jacksonville, Florida. And finally, the zero to two. Shouldn't it be one? Like who brews? <laughs> what brewery out there is brewing, is brewing zero barrels of beer? Where? <laughs> All right. Uh, is Radiant Beer Company out of Anaheim, California. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next segment. Um, I guess, uh, what would we, what we call this segment? The uh, the dartboard. We'll call it the GABF dartboard. You're going to give me a, a category, and I'll, I'll tell you the winners from there. Okay. Barrel-aged stout. Barrel-aged stout. I'm all searching through instead of narrowing it down. Oh, that'd be, I think they call it wood, right? Whirl and barrel aged. Beer or strong stout? Probably strong stout. Here we go. The three winners. The Intrepid by 49th. Uh, I'm going from bronze to gold. The Intrepid, 49th State Brewing Company, Anchorage, Alaska. Oast House Reserve, Meet Your Maker. Twin Oast Brewing out of Catawba Island, Ohio. And the gold winner is Ruckus. Bring the Ruckus. Uh, by Melvin Brewing Company out of Alpine, Wyoming. All right, next category. Let's say um, double IPA. Ooh, okay. Double IPA. So... Imperial Imperial India Pale Ale. There is the juicy or the regular. Which one do you want? This the regular or the juicy? Regular. 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 All right. Here we go. From bronze to gold. Army of the Kinda Deadish by North Park Beer Company out of San Diego, California. Freak of Nature Double IPA by Wicked Weed Brewing out of Asheville, North Carolina. And Nose Goblin by Ghost Town Brewing out of Oakland, California. Oh, I've seen that one. Oh, have you really? Yeah. You just didn't buy it because you thought it tastes like boogers? Pretty much. <laughs> See, names count. All right, another category. Um, let's go with the uh, Oktoberfest. Mares and stuff. All right, let's see here. Yeah, German, I don't know. German style Mertzen. There you go. Um, from bronze to gold... Oktoberfest by Real Ale Brewing Company out of Blanco, Texas. October Forest by Second Street Brewing out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Oktoberfest by Bear Chase Brewing Company out of Bluemont, Virginia. Cool. Yeah, those are some, uh, shoot, it was really close to me, New, New Mexico. I still got to get out to New Mexico. I hear it's really nice. 
right. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's 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 small. That's why people like it because it's quaint. Like all the, even though it's a quote big city, it's still yeah. it's not as big as you know as you or I are used to. All right, let's go with Vienna Lager. Oh, okay. Here we go. That's a good one. Let's see, it would be under German. Nope, it's going to be under Vienna Lager. Yeah, Vienna style Lager. Um, bronze Vienna Lager by Level Crossing Brewing Company out of South Lake Utah, South 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 Salt Lake Utah. Excuse me. Uh, Danish Red Lager, like I mentioned before, by Figaro Mountain Brewing Company out of Buellton, California, and the gold is. Rosalie Red by Pollyanna Brewing Company out of Roseville, Illinois. Mm, good thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, give me some more. Give me some more. How about Pale Ale? Ooh, all right. Nice. Just the, the old standard. Huh, where is it at? Yeah, I'm just sitting there. And, there is no just pale ale unless I'm past it. See, A B C D E F G. Is it American pale ale? Oh, there you go. That's probably it. Yep, there it is. American style pale ale. And there's a lot because there's like juicy categories now. There's and then the strong pale ale. But I'm just gonna go for the regular American style pale ale. All right, here we go. Bronze, South Forty by. Corralitas Brewing Company out of Watsonville, California. Really? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Mosaic Pale Ale by Stoop Brewing out of Seattle, Washington. And the gold went to Sticks Pale Ale by Bootstrap Brewing out of Longmont, Colorado. The upstarts, because, you know, everyone knows uh, Left Hand, or a lot of people know Left Hand because they're uh, one of the most preeminent ones out of Longmont, so here's a little upstart, Brutstrap Brewing. Yeah. Alright, give How me another category. Strong Ale. Ooh, Strong Ale. Nice. There, um, there's an American style Strong Pale Ale, or let me see if there's just a regular Strong Ale. Strong Red. Yeah, that was it. So, American style Strong Pale Ale, or? Yeah. Well, oh, then let's make it. Uh, there's other strong beer. <laughs> other strong beer. I'm just cruising through, making sure I didn't miss any other of the strong beer categories. All right, here we go. Here are the three winners for the strong pale ale. Bronze Civil Disturbance by Escape Craft Brewery out of Redlands, California. IPA by Freem Family Brewers out of Hood River, Oregon. And the goal goes to, <laughs> I like this name, Threat Level Turquoise. There you go. By Ex Novo Brewing out of uh, Corrales, New Mexico. We get Ex Novo out here. They have like a uh, like a comic book themed um, can art. It's pretty, it's pretty choice. Oh no, that's, or is that on 13? No, Ex Novo is like a uh, like a Brazilian type of theme. Anyway, we get uh, Ex Novo out here um, occasionally, so it's a, it's a it's a good brand. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I seen them out here too. Oh, okay, cool. All right, um, any other categories you're interested in? How about the Belgian quad? Ooh, okay. All right, let's see here. Belgian style quad. 
probably the strong specialty, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it because you could tell by these names. Uh, Treachery by Twelve Degree Brewing out of Louisville, Colorado, took the bronze. The silver went to uh, Jan Quadrupel Vincent Sixteen by Belching Beaver Brewing Tavern and Grill out of Vista, California, and Pentuple out of Hopping Frog Brewing out of Akron, Ohio, got the gold. So they went past Quad and they went to, to the Five X. Any other categories? No, nothing I think of. Okay, let me. Uh, I'm let me let me pick a couple of these out real quick. Something oh, that uh that interests me. I want to check out the American style light lager. Oh, there's no light lager this year. Just American style lager, and I think we already talked about the uh, the winner from there. Um. Oh no, I, I didn't talk about the winner, but it was notable because. They're out of California, but the bronze was Midwest Royalty by Alarmist Brewing out of Chicago, Illinois. The silver is Stampede out of, um, Stampede by Avery Brewing Company out of Boulder, Colorado. And the gold went to Tremor California Light Lager by Seismic Brewing Company out of Santa Rosa, California. And the one other one I wanted to talk about was the Imperial Stout. The bronze went to Bird Bones out of Spearfish Brewing Company, Spearfish San Diego. Wait, no, San Diego. Spearfish South Dakota. <laughs> I saw SD and my mind went to San Diego. <laughs> Silver was by uh, was the Barbarian by Warrior Brewing Company out of Duluth, Minnesota. And the gold went to Dark Seas out of, by Mission Brewery out of San Diego, California. Is the Mission Brewery the one who brews for um, Whole Foods or some shit like that? Are they? I know, I know it, of Mission. Or is that Mission Bay I'm thinking of? I could have swore that. Well, that one in San Jose, I thought there was a brewery that was brewing beer there. I could be wrong. Don't listen to me. Oh, oh, do I, know oh about beer? I know you like. Oh, yeah, here's the thing. The Whole Foods, uh, like, beer area, yeah, they have, a, they have like, their own um, contracts with uh, breweries. So, like, the one at one store is different from the next one. Oh, okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I want to say it was called like Mission Creek or something like that. I know but. it was a mission something. California loves their... Uh, California um, has a big history with missions, so... Yes. All right. Just, yeah. So, yeah, next week, um, be ready for our BAMF Awards. Yes. How's your beer treating you, man? Good. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to untap our beers right now. I, I remember this one just because of the name. It's Hella Rad by. Would you say Altima, right? Altima Beer Works. There it is. It's a Hellas Lager or Hell's Lager, however you want to pronounce it. And none of our friends have checked in on it. What would you like to rate this beer at? I'm going to give it 375. Three seven five right now has an overall rating of three point eight zero. So you're right there with everybody else. What are your tasty notes on this? Oh, I'm just gonna say uh, balanced. Balanced. All right. Crispy. Crispy. All right. It's a crispy boy. It's a crisp boy, huh? Crispy boy. And crushable. And crushable. Very good. 
and save and check in and let's check out our batches whoa here's a new badge i never seen before check in the dark hey now what do batman flashlights and cats all have in common they could see at night and now with the latest app release so will you dark mode is finally here which is great because I, I i don't know about you but i set my phone to dark mode my eyes are light sensitive in fact when I'm at work, you know, I work at night and it's not like I never use a flashlight, but I don't need flashlight for all ty all, all settings because for some reason I can I can see pretty clear in the dark. And uh, yeah, so that's why I tell everybody I'm, I'm a cat. I'm part cat. <laughs> that's why all my friends call me Whiskers. <laughs> Oh shit! You know you don't remember that? From where? It was oh, um, it was from the Will Ferrell when he's doing Harry Carey on Saturday Night Live, and he had Jeff, oh, okay. and he had Jeff Goldblum as uh, as his guest on on his the Harry Carey show, <laughs> and he kept he said like two or three times that's why my friends call me Whiskers, <laughs> but the third time it didn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, let me see. Let, I, you know, it's funny because just because I had to explain it to you, I, I told my daughter this week. I forgot what it was, but I go, you know, if, if I have to explain a joke, it, it means it's not funny. And she got it. She understood. She agreed. I forgot what the joke was, or else I'd, I'd tell you guys. But then, then I'd be explaining it, and it wouldn't be funny. All right, trip in the woods, barrel age series. I like it, except for the finish. I really don't like that that um, that tang at the end. That it, spice. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't even call it a spice. It's just a, a tang to it, and it's really not doing it for me. And it's the reason why I'm drinking it slow. The rest of it, the the uh, the aroma, the mouthfeel, the uh, the whole flavor experience right before the finish is really good. Then you get to that finish, and it kind of lingers too. And I'm not feeling it. I'm not. I'm not liking it. I'm gonna give this one a. I thought I was gonna uh, give it a good rating, like I said in the beginning, because I thought maybe as it opened up, it would mellow out a little bit, but it hasn't. So I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I'm gonna give this one a three and a half. There are two different um, ones here. Let me know which one you think I should do: the Trip in the Woods Narwhal Bourbon Barrel Aged or the Trip in the Woods Barrel Aged Narwhal. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the help. Oh, the first one is a coffee stout, so it can't be that one. So it'd have to be the second one. And as the overall rating right now, 4.22. None of our friends have rated it. I'm going to give it a 3.5. And I'm going to say um, the tang in the finish. Um, I didn't like the tang in the finish. I'll just put, I didn't like the finish. I don't want to end up on untapped WTF. <laughs> I didn't no, I care for the... No shit, huh? Right, it'll be something to talk about. Thank you. All right. All right, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, first off... 
I was out uh, with my buddy Matt Hines, like I told you last weekend. He gave me some of his, of his beers, which is which are really good. And oh, you know, he told me something. We'll talk about it off air. But um, I uh, so I was I was hanging out with him, and I see some um, people that I know from the beer industry, and and I get some little info on. Remember my old favorite stomping grounds, Irene's t- uh, Tap Room. Yeah. And that whole uh, debacle between the owners and um, now it's yeah yeah we, called... we don't have to get into it but yeah. no no I'm I'm, get, I'm fucking getting into it okay yeah so what had happened was I was there the night that Aaron assaulted Bonnie I didn't see it happen it was in the back room uh, but I was there that night I was drinking we were having a good time and Aaron comes in because I guess Bonnie was messing around with somebody. And they hadn't quite broken up yet. I heard the, I thought the, the, the relationship was on the outs. They were more partners at that point than, um, than, than a couple. And then he comes storming in and then I hear argument in the back, you know, in the office. And then he comes out and he actually, there was a bunch of glasses that were on the counter. He pushes those off and crashes all over the place. And I forgot, he said something to me, but I was like, I was more like, what the fuck's going on? And so I forgot what he said to me. And then he walks out and then I go back to check on Bonnie and she's on the floor crying. And I go, are you all right? And he said, no. Um, she said, no, he hit me. I go, holy shit. And so she called the cops. The cops came. They took my statement. So they, they, they got a statement of what I said. And whoever else was there, they took their statement too. The so guy, what you pretty much said right now is your statement to the cops? Yeah, pretty much. I think, I mean, there's more detail because I remember exactly what happened because I was there. It's been like a couple of years, like a year and a half now or so. It was, it was early 2019 because I remember the last time I was there was on St. Patrick's Day 2019, right before everything shut down for the pandemic. And um, no, I saw no. Aaron there and it was kind of weird. It was kind of like, he said, uh, you know, I, I said hello because I wasn't being... Uh, He's never been bad. He's never been bad. Everything everything shut down in 2020. Oh, 2020. Okay, so then it was. It was 2020. Was uh, thank you. I see. I I forgot what date it was. I'm already messing up on the details. Um, he's never like treated me bad or anything. He's never you know um done anything to me. But the way he's treated my friends, because now what I heard this the second time when I was out out and about with Matt was that uh, shoot it was just a, a couple months ago that um, he started drinking too much at the bar. Aaron started drinking too much at the bar and started becoming a distraction. And he the one night he just got really bad. And the, the next day, the, the crew there at 1227 actually confronted him and had some type of, eh, I wouldn't call it intervention, but they were like saying how um, it wasn't appropriate and you know he's got to be more responsible. And he took it to heart and he said, okay, that lasted about a week and then a week later he got really bad again so they cut him off they cut the the owner off at his own bar that's how bad it got and then the next day he fired everybody yeah it got a whole new crew that (laughs) so after that i'm like what the fuck dude i mean i i kind of wanted to leave that story for bonnie um she never really wanted to talk about it um but i was there i saw it happen and I'm, and then after what I heard about the crew, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What is this guy thinking? 
And mm. so, and they just won like like best beer bar of the year uh, by one of the local publications around here. So I stopped going there just because I moved out here to surprise. It, uh, when I first started going there, I had just heard about them opening. It was like, what, three years ago, maybe? And I was still, I was living in Glendale and the closest beer bar to me then was Wandering Tortoise, which is great. It's a, um, it's a good beer bar. I really recommend it. Um, but it was still far from me. I mean, I could have went to Yard House, but you know, I wanted real craft beer from, you know, local, local people. And Bonnie knows a lot of people in the beer industry and she was really in tune to the local scene. The hard thing was not everything was supposed to be, um, independent, like all the, her beer and wine, they were all, ind- all independent labels. So that was her big thing. So I, I really appreciated that. And she knew a lot about beer. So I used to like talking with her about beer. And then, you know, then I moved out here and it was like, well, it doesn't make any sense for me to drive way out there. Like, it's even farther now. It takes me like 45 minutes to get out there. So I stopped going. Um, well, I stopped going because of the pandemic. <laughs> and uh, and then now that I'm out here, I don't go anymore. But yeah, I, I probably will never go to that place again, just because of that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of options, you know, and uh, for everyone in the craft industry. I mean, I I hope so. I mean, both, yeah. and especially you got it. Um, that's uh, unfortunate how everything uh, played out. Fuck yeah. And um, you know, that's kind of like a. What's it? The the power of the buyer, right? Your your dollar, uh, your dollars, your right to uh, support or be spent wherever you choose. And uh, obviously, you have uh, you have a lot of choices, and you have uh, a reason not to choose one. Right. And I will say that there are more choices out in the East Valley than there are out in the West Valley. But we're growing. There's there's a couple yeah. coming in. There's some places out here. There's Tap Savvy, which is down in I think Lisfield Park. They're a beer bar. Um, the reason, one of the reasons why I really liked Irene's was because they were open late. They, you know, with yeah, me working. I know you're saying because there's not a lot of uh, crap brewery places that are open late. Yeah, late, usually late. the latest is like around ten, which is late, right. but it's not like you know, like midnight, like but uh, which is more conducive to my um, schedule, <laughs> my night owl schedule. So. Um, Anyway, I, I, I got I I was glad to see uh, the former employee of of twelve twenty seven and um, it's I'm I'm glad he's doing well. He's at another brewery. Or he's at a brewery now, so that's really good. And uh, it was good to catch up with him because I, I really enjoyed him. I really liked his time uh, I spent with him at twelve at Irene's because he would come over and he he loved to talk about beer. He was like one of those guys who just loved shooting shit about beer. So. It was good to see. Every time I went into Irene's, he, you know, as long as it was, he wasn't busy, he'd come over and we'd just be talking about craft beer. So it was great to see him again. I also right. saw um, Eric, Eric Walters from Tap That. He was uh, one of the other um, beer people around here uh, that I, I saw. <laughs> and it's funny because he knows, uh, and everybody knew, um, they also knew my buddy Matt. So that was, uh, that was kind of funny. It was, a, it was a good beer beer moment in the uh, Arizona craft beer world. Word. All right, so I, I'm glad to get that off my chest. I've I've been holding that since uh, March 2020, so it's good to get that off my chest. Is there anything you wanted to bring up? Yeah, let's talk about that. That uh oh, a crime and that, penalties. Yeah, the hockey joint. 
All right, so this, yeah, the Untold is a Netflix series. Um, well, I guess it's a series because they also have the Malice at the Palace um, documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole uh, yeah. The, in fact, that's part of the uh, the reason why it got made is uh, I guess the 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 producers of the Untold uh, have like a, a I don't know like a ten spot, you know, uh, a contract. So they they're thinking about stories to tell or something like that. Oh, okay, this is kind of like it reminds me of Thirty for Thirty from ESPN, the sports documentaries. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, what did you think? Like, uh, once you lay out the 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 um, the storyline, the the byline for the uh, crime and uh, penalties. Okay, well, first of all, I, I was introduced to this whole doc uh, through Pat McAfee show. Okay. I, I listened to them. Yeah, and um, they had on a guy who was actually the. Uh, uh, he's a hockey analyst now, but he was a player, and he was he was actually on the Trashers. He was uh, like that when um, when the uh, GM, that kid, I yeah. forgot his name, AJ. Said, I remember because yeah, he, it was oh, yeah, just yeah. like the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, when it, when AJ said, "Get me a scorer," that was the guy that got. Oh, was no, it Rough or Rupp or something like that? He was yeah, on the yeah, Devils. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, Pat McAfee had him on first, and. And he was sharing his story and, and what what he got from it and stuff like that, and even he had crazy uh, twists that they didn't even uh, that they didn't even sh- uh, share on on the show. And uh, he goes, in, in reality, I, I was in the goal scorer. He goes, in the NHL, I wasn't. In, in that league, he goes, in, in that league, I did. However, he didn't play that much. But you know, they only played the, a few the, games, right? Yeah, the, the Trashers didn't care. So, <laughs> with that aspect, you know, but. But Pat was just, you know, he was just beaming about the story and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then he actually had on AJ, like, like if uh, if that rep guy or ref or however you say it, yeah. was on on Monday or Tuesday. AJ was on Thursday. You know what I mean? Like he had yeah. him on the week. And uh, he, you know, AJ was sharing his the his story and and what what came of that and all that stuff. And it was just like, wow. This is freaking crazy. <laughs> it, it was a crazy story, man. And the way they laid out the documentary is actually at the end, you felt good. You know? actually oh, felt yeah. about this guy who killed people. <laughs> uh, uh. I mean, because overall, the, the, the owner, he's he had people killed just to get ahead in the waste management business. Right. Or he, so he, he actually had to pay him. Oh, well, spoiler, whatever. It's not like it's a it wasn't written by M. Night Shyamalan or anything. Right. I'm looking up there right now. They've they've had they have five episodes on Netflix, uh, the Untold series. There is, of course, the Mouse at the Palace that talks about the the brawl between the NBA players and the and the fans. Right. Um, there is Deal with the Devil, which is a, a boxing story. Um, talked about um, female boxer uh, Christy Martin. Uh, they also interview. They interview like Tyson and Layla Ali. Right. And uh, let me see. Um, they have a Caitlyn Jenner one, which everyone knows about Caitlyn Jenner and um, how uh, when she was Bruce Jenner, you know, became like one of the best athletes in the world by winning the what decathlon was it? I believe, yeah, decathlon. Yeah, and then uh, Crime and Punishment, and then Breaking Point, and it's about the uh, tennis player Marty Fish. And exposing his uh, perseverance to become a force to be reckoned with while his comrade soared past him in rank. 
So anyway, so yeah, these are all like these are all sports related uh, documentaries. So I'm really I'm really interested in the uh, in the the deal with the devil one. Yeah, because uh, well, her her partner and trainer uh, attempted to have her murdered, or attempted to murder her. Oh shit! Okay, I'm like, what is there something about the the name I'm not getting? Yeah, exactly. I I, I didn't know that. Um, so I'm you know. Plus, it's got Tyson and Layla Ali. I, I kind of want to hear what they have to say. Maybe Layla was one of her uh, top compo- uh, top opponents. Possibly. Anyway, so yeah, that was uh, um, a couple of things from the documentary that stood out to me was um, so. For those who haven't seen it, um, we're not. Gonna, I don't think there's any spoilers because this story's already been told quite a bit. But was it the? the it was the early two thousands, right? I believe so. And no one could tell me different that AJ was not a fan of Eminem. I believe it. I mean that one that one section of the documentary he had like the Eminem the short haircut. And it wasn't the, the the blonde one. It was the uh, the from Eight Mile. He had the oh, okay. Eight Mile haircut, like really tight and short and dark. And then he had that little s- stupid pencil uh, beard. Right, like uh, lining his jaw and everything, and he wore like a line, uh, long white tee. <laughs> Total fucking slim shady ripoff, dude. <laughs> it was, I was, I was, everything but laughing out loud about that one. I just, I was, I was amused by it. <laughs> um, but his whole deal was, he was, uh, he loved hockey. He loved playing hockey. Uh, his dad used to love taking him to hockey games, the hockey practice. That was like their thing. And then he gets hurt. And he can no longer play hockey anymore. So his dad sees an opportunity because his dad's in the he owns a, uh, a garbage business in New Jersey. I oh, know uh, Connecticut. Excuse me, it's Danbury, Connecticut. And um, obviously he had money to launder, so he ended up buying his son a minor league hockey franchise in Danbury, Connecticut, and they call themselves the Trashers. Um, what better name, right? It was great. I thought it was a great name. Now, growing up, AJ loved hockey. He also loved wrestling. So his whole big thing was he loved the heels because he got, took a cue from his dad who always cheered for the bad guys in movies. Cause, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold on. Let's not forget, though, uh, AJ played hockey and he got hurt, too. So well, yeah, I, thought, I, thought it, I thought I said that. I'm sorry. Yeah, he got hurt, couldn't play. So his dad's, what's the next best thing? He'll, he'll buy his son a hockey team. So at 17, he named, he owned the hockey team, but he named the 17-year-old, his son AJ, as the president. So he got to right. do as he saw fit. And he thought, why not have a hockey team full of the bad guys, the brawlers? Right. You know, he was more interested in the... Uh, the, the the fighting past of his players than he was about if they were you know the um the what he called the the prospect coming up in the ranks you know he's more worried about that and it was successful I mean they had sold out shows especially when the NHL when it's a lockdown people started buying uh, trashers tickets because it was fun to watch and then they like we mentioned we, they got the rep guy so you know they got a, an actual pro from the NHL who knew how to play. Well, they all knew how to play, but this guy was a, uh, you know, the, uh, he was elite. <laughs> he was a boy amongst men, or a man amongst boys. The uh, and then they talked about the struggles with the uh, the the league president and everything. Right. And it's funny because uh, obviously, uh, you know, in, during the 
documentary, they showed the uh, the president came around to it. Right. I'm trying to think of an analogy. Like we saw, like the the you can't beat him, join him, like in a movie or something. Because I know it's happened before. Oh, definitely. And um, no, I'm struggling to find a good analogy uh, for that. But yeah, he ended up. He was for at first their enemy and their their constant thorn in their side. Then he turned out. You know he. Um, he uh, was a big proponent of them because shit in the end they, they helped make him money right and they never treated him bad they just kind of they bent the rules a little bit but I love it their first game uh, the what's his name the the owner Jimmy right Jimmy Galente Galente yeah he told the guy hey first thing I want you to do is fight this guy <laughs> or get into a fight yeah. and so three seconds into their very first game boom fight done and then he gave, he, he gives him like $10,000 for the fight right Something like that, yeah. And then they were on the books. They were like the uh, the no show employees on uh, Galante's uh, waste management team. And that's really 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 got him in trouble with the with the league. Was uh, right. was the the fraud that was going on. But it was great, man. The whole story. And then at the end, that one section one hundred two, which was the loudest section in the arena, because it was a section right behind the away team's bench. You know they interviewed the guys, and then they had the the, the reunion at the end. I, I was, it was a little bit touching. I liked it. I liked it. It was a really good, oh, yeah. really, really yeah. good documentary. It, it actually made you feel stuff. You know, documentary makers really have a key, a key in how you feel about the the subjects of their documentary. And this one made you feel good at the end. So that's why kind of why I liked it. Right. All right, man. Cool. Anything else you'd like to bring up on this episode of Cold Brew? Uh, no, not, not for this week. All right. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.